with Ryan Reese from Southern California. This is Live with Ryan Reese. Post your questions using the hashtag LiveRyanReese on his Instagram, Twitter, or Facebook. All right, well, hey, we're live on the radio. I have my right. father, Raul Reese, in studio, <laughs> and Sean McKeon, the Slenderman. In yes. studio. Slender, I'm feeling very slender. That's why I'm wearing black. You bet. You bet. <laughs> I remember you weighed 98 pounds. You were skinny. Skinny. You looked like a little crackhead. <laughs> <laughs> Might have gained you a little weight over time. Hey, you know, uh, would you say you're going to be happy? Yeah, either I'm going to be really skinny or I'm going to be really happy. I choose to be really you happy. You look extremely happy. <laughs> extremely. <laughs> hey, um... It's the holidays, right? Yes. It's holiday time. Holiday time. So, you know, that's when you start beefing up. Yep. Get those uh, pies. Apple pie. <laughs> whipped cream. <laughs> Yo, you know what I've been doing with the whipped cream? Ice I, cream. I, I get, uh, I was at this like uh, Christmas party or whatever the other day, and I get the whipped cream bottle, mm-hmm. and I just get my daughters, and I just line them up, and I just oh, put yeah, it in their mouth. They love They've never done that before. I go, open your mouth. They're like, no. And I go, open your mouth. <laughs> and just overflow and just come out of their mouth. Dude, they love it. So every time they see the bottle, they're like, dada. Ah, ah, open their mouth. Dude, they're wild, man. I love it. I'm having so much fun with these girls, man. So anyway, with all that said, uh, we have an amazing show uh, tonight. So I have my dad in studio, Raul Reese. If you guys don't know him, he's a pastor of Calvary Chapel, uh, Diamond Bar in the L.A. area. He's been a part of the Calvary Chapel movement since the 70s. He got saved. I've had his testimony on the radio show before. You could go to the Whosoever's app and download it or uh, check any of the um, uh, you know, YouTube or, or podcast, any of those to, to find it as well. And um, he's been a pastor ever since. He's a martial artist, went to Vietnam and the whole thing. Check out the story. It's sick. He has tons of books um, at Calvary Chapel Distribution. Many, many books out on all different um, subjects. Do, do you have a new one that just came out? Or what was that thing, the, the that one book that, you're holding? Uh, no, that's a, that's a Chuck Smith book. What, what is it? Uh, Why Grace Changes Everything. But you but, wrote the endorsement but for yeah, it. Yeah, he did the forward on the introduction. Yeah, yeah. So what, what is it? It's one of, dude, to me, it's Chuck's best book he ever put best. together. Really? Why yeah. Grace Changes Everything. Because one thing that Chuck battled with was legalism. Legalism. And, um, you know, like having to get saved every Sunday night because he had a bad thought or he saw yeah, something yeah, and stuff. True. And he was living in these rules and regulations. Where, where was it? Pick it up. Where's it at? Uh, Show the camera. I don't have it's right here. Let me take this off. It's all good. Here, where's the camera? Here's your angle. Straight White ahead. Grace Changes Everything. This book seriously changed my life as far as one of the books that I've gone through multiple times. I actually told my wife to go do this book, and she like grew up I in thought the it was church. New. It is, it's, it's, it's redone. Okay, got it. it. It's reintroduced. They redid the whole but this book. is a, an amazing book. If you've never re- read one of Chuck's books... Um, this is the one because I feel like it. It's very practical. Yeah, it's very like nuts and bolts. How to live the Christian life and the life. struggles that he yeah. he battled with. Yeah. I'm taking it. And the intro that that Raul did is, is pretty long too. It, it's good. It has a lot of meat to it, so you definitely want to check it out. All right. Well, check that out. And then uh, if you want to check out any of my dad's books, you have uh, you have that devotion you came out a while ago called what? What's the devotion called? Um. The, uh, morning and evening devotionals on obedience. Yes, obedience. And then you have a new victory book that just came out that I heard. Uh, is a, it's is not good. yet, but it's, no. it's going to come Oh, it's coming. Well, oh, no, he has a new a marriage book okay, coming up yeah. that's almost done. But also um, last year is the one he's talking about, and that's the one 
victory overcoming the the enemy mm-hmm. and it's like spiritual warfare and things that you're going that you go through. I need to get a copy of that one, yeah this marriage one is mm-hmm. gonna be heavy okay so we got a lot of different books I actually I'm thinking of like five different people um, that I need to get the grace book and the um, obedience and the victory book yeah out to up in Hollywood uh, and you know with all that said we're talking about all these books about, so you could read and get discipled and that's Basically, what this show is going to be about today, we're going to talk about, you know, there, I know there's a lot of people that listen to the show that uh, I get the emails and the, and the DMs and they want to follow God. And I know the audience, it, not everyone's in ministry as in like working in a church. Mm-hmm. Um, a lot of people are, the majority is just normal people that are out uh, living their everyday life, but they want to be used by God. And ministry is it's it's you know it's it's a church word but it's 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 not just for the church like you could be doing ministry ministry is like serving people right where right. you work right where you're at yeah. so you could be a doctor like there's there's yeah. a doctor that that follows uh, the movement as far as like is involved with the movement by day job they're delivering babies and then uh you know ministering to people when uh, the doors open but they're also helping fund uh you know the ministry to continue to go into schools. So it's not, you can't look at ministry like it's just like you're stuck. You have to be a part of a church to serve God. No, you're supposed to be serving God in every day life. I mean, looking at Paul's example, Paul was a tent maker by day, right? So he's, so he's, make, he's making tents by day and then he's doing ministry by night. And that's the perfect example. Yeah. And then you have other guys that were like the priest and the, and the evangelists and these guys that were doing full-time ministry mm-hmm. working in the church. But, Dad, this is what I would like to get out of you because you have a lot of wisdom and you've been doing it for a long time. What does it look like practically? So say if I'm one of the listeners and I'm like, look, I don't want to work in a church. nor Not that I don't want to work in a church, but I'm, I work out in, in, in culture. I could be a doctor. I could be a martial artist. I could be a professional athlete. I could be a musician. Um, I could be a mom, a stay-at-home mom. I could be a teacher, um, or I could just be—I could be a construction worker. If I want to start serving God, where do I start right now? What's the first thing I need to do to start this? You start in prayer. Prayer. Praying, okay. And then the Word of God, reading it, studying it, mm-hmm. so you have something to share. Prayer opens the doors. Okay. That's also it gets you to a place where God wants you to be. What? What do these prayers? What What do these prayers sound like? What do they sound like, like? Like what do you What do you What do you, posi- well, I, I, what do you say to yeah, God? I start, you know, first with confession of my sins to clear yeah. up the the way, mm-hmm. and then I just go, Lord, I'm talking to you, Lord. You know, my heart. You know, I've been messing up, and I need you to help me. Mm-hmm. I need your Holy Spirit to lead me, guide me, and baptize me, so that when I speak to people, it won't be me, but I'll be the Holy Spirit speaking to that person. Mm-hmm. So you you were asking him, like, hey, I want to speak. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, o- open maybe doors, yeah. And then, because how how does one know that they are called to that ministry or to that call to follow God to to serve Him? How do they find their calling? Because I know when you're a new Christian and you're trying to figure it out, mm-hmm. you know the the Bible talks about you know the Great Commission, go reach the nations, yep. and you could be like. Well, I want to help the homeless. I want to help the poor. I want to help drug addicts. I want to go to jails. You know, I want to help kids. There's this when you find God, yeah. your heart's so big for everybody. Yeah. But how does one find the actual purpose and the will that God, the calling that God has called them to? 
When I when I got saved, the Lord you know? called me, like you, the Lord called me to go to the high school, my old high school, mm-hmm. you know, to talk to these kids that uh, not only were having situation problems, but not only then. Then the Lord opened the door for me, you know, to go to my neighbors or to mm-hmm. go wherever I was, and I still do. I share the gospel. Was it like a prompting inside? What what, what was it? I mean, did you hear a yeah. voice? No. Did God show up in your room no. like, "Raw, no. you're going <laughs> to schools now? Go, I commission you, son." He, he, he lifted me up. <laughs> No, exactly. So, in my heart, I felt, you know, I knew. Yeah. You know, I know my calling yeah. in evangelism. Yeah. And also as a pastor teacher, mm-hmm. I separate those two things. Number one, I go to people that don't know Christ. I'd be in the store. Mm-hmm. I see somebody kind of bummed out, yeah. and I go, Are you okay? Yeah. And that opens the door for me to share the gospel with them. Yeah. Then what I do is I share the gospel with them, and I tell them, Hey, you know, we have a church, mm-hmm. wherever you are, that you can come and hear the word of God so you can develop and grow. Then God can use your life. With your husband or wife, wherever you are, or work, mm-hmm. there's so many openings you share. Mm-hmm. And then the Holy Spirit is the one that leads you. He opens the door. So you're getting pro- – and you know what? The reason why I wanted to say this uh-huh. is because a lot of people think that they have to have this big moment. Yeah. You know, like yeah. I was there. I was in church worshiping yeah. and God just sh- said, "You're." I commission you. Now you go to Africa. You know, yeah. it could happen. Yeah. But the majority is just normal people like you and me. That you get this prompting because the Holy Spirit, when you receive the Holy Spirit, he's inside of us. God, the person of the Holy Spirit is inside of your body. So, uh, you know, I've heard like a lot of people say, well, God doesn't speak to me. Well, he prompts us. That prompting when you're in the store to you see a person and there's that prompting inside of you that just mellow prompting that's like, go talk to that person. That's the Holy Spirit. So he is speaking to you, but he's prompting you to do something. So in the same way, getting called by God. Would you say that you felt prompted by the Holy Spirit? Is that the right word, prompt? You, yeah, you know what it is? Led? Yes, yeah, so I was reading the Word of God. Yeah. Then the Lord spoke to my heart yeah. and what I had to do. And, you know, when I went somewhere, I prayed and mm-hmm. I asked God what he wanted me to do. Mm-hmm. So when I got there, I had the confidence in the Lord mm-hmm. to go up to somebody and not be afraid mm-hmm. and say, you know what? You need Jesus in your life. And mm-hmm. then when they talked to me, mm-hmm. I wouldn't force them. Mm-hmm. But as they saw the change in my life, because I shared my testimony with yeah. them, then they would say, why did that happen to you? That happened to me. It can happen to you mm-hmm. if you really see God. So now going, let's go back a step. So you're talking about how God has already led you to go do this stuff. But just like, uh, I guess, being a musician or being a teacher or a, the instrument. A, or yeah. a, a, whatever, whatever it is, you have to actually um, learn how to, you have to learn, before I go out and play the guitar, yeah. I have to actually do my homework and learn how to read music and yes. learn how to play the guitar, right? Yeah. So in the same way, that goes back to, the prayer, which opens the door, you said, and then you're reading the word of God because that get that Second Timothy talks yeah. about that gives us instructions yeah. to do what is right. And then the Holy Spirit, and then the work of the Holy Spirit. And then so you become the instrument. So you have to get disciples. Yes. So you yes. have to start reading. You have to. And what what is the importance? And you could jump into this yeah. too if you want. Why is it important to read? Because there's always through churches and, and pastors and people, even like us for the radio show, we're always telling people to read the Word of God. Why, why is it so important to read the Word uh, word of God daily? This, this guy that just got saved. Who? This, 
this musician, what's his name? Uh, Kanye West. Yeah, he he needs to you know he does he needs to look for a church mm-hmm. or someone mm-hmm. that is going to disciple him because you don't want to just get up there and mm-hmm. talk about Jesus. And you can talk about Jesus, mm-hmm. but you want to make sure that the Holy Spirit is leading you through the Word of God mm-hmm. to talk to these people. So the Word of God, pre- the priest, or actually mm-hmm. convicts their hearts, mm-hmm. and the Holy Spirit says, "I'm convicting you because you heard the Word of God, mm-hmm. and this is what I want to do in your life." And you mm-hmm. go, "Wow, mm-hmm. the Lord wants to." my life so i'm gonna go home mm-hmm. and i'm gonna read and i'm gonna look for a church mm-hmm. and people mm-hmm. that are not gonna take advantage of me mm-hmm. or put me out in the world where mm-hmm. i'm gonna be destroyed by satan mm-hmm. you know they're gonna spend time with me they're gonna pray with me mm-hmm. and i'm gonna be i'm gonna be come to a place and go why wow, you know what i'm developed i'm growing so you, you you need uh you need that disciple you need that person to be in your life yeah. to help yeah, to you disciple to. you well I, i've seen uh i've seen kanye he actually i seen him on the joe olstein show or I seen a clip, should yeah, I say? Yeah. Just I didn't see the whole thing, but I saw a clip, and he was preaching the gospel <laughs> pretty, uh, pretty good on that yeah. on that yeah. show. Uh-huh. And what I would see with with uh, with Kanye, and we're going to talk about this a little bit later on the show. But there's a certain call, and what I see Kanye is he's a musician. He's not a pastor. He's a talent guy. He's, but he's not. He's not a, like a. Right. I don't see him as like an right. evangelist right. or like a pastor. Right. I see him. He's like a musician and he does music and he does it well. So I don't. And, and he travels with yeah. a uh, a pastor yeah. that actually delivers yeah. the message. So that's also yeah. what we're going to talk to you later on in the show. And he needs to know the word of God, even yeah. though he's not preaching. Well, yeah, yeah, but I'm saying his job is not to deliver right. the message oh, yeah. of the gospel sure. because a lot of people in the church will look at him yeah. like he needs to go out and be given the gospel. Yeah. Well, he's a musician. Yeah. He never was preaching before. He's doing it through the, his music, and it, he, he's given the gospel to musicians. He, he's he, yeah. if you listen to his music, he's yeah. given the gospel. Yeah, well, it was delivered. Yeah. He, he probably gave the gospel more powerful than most Christian artists out there so right sure, now. What do you think? Right I, down the road. but 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 let's get back to yeah. to what we're we need. You need to find the call, and that's what we were talking about at the very beginning. Yeah. You have to find the call. You have to get discipled in the Word of God. Whether you're a worship leader, whether you're you whether you're making pancakes yeah. for kids at raves, yeah. Yeah. or if you're vacuuming the church or whatever you're doing, the the importance of the Word of God is what we all agree on. Yeah, I think that the important thing is brokenness is what happens when mm-hmm. you come to the Lord. You know, it's you're that born again Holy Spirit moment, which just means, as you were saying a minute ago, Ryan, it was like. You recognize your, your, your life's a mess. You, you recognize that you're not fulfilled any longer in this life. And you want Christ into your life. And when God gets a hold of your life, your desires change. Your thoughts change. And, you know, I think the greatest example you have in the Bible is Paul. Because he was a man that was very strong. And he said a simple statement. You ask, where do you start? Look what Paul started. He said one simple phrase. He says, Lord, what do you want me to do? Simple. Yeah. He didn't yeah. know. He didn't know. That's why for a couple of years, he spent time with other people that kind of were rooted and grounded to kind of pour into their lives. Same is true for us. I don't know about you. I didn't know what I was supposed to do. I know you didn't know what you were Heck supposed no. to do when you came to law. I didn't know. No. I didn't grow up in church. Yeah. So it was just like I knew that the drugs and alcohol, my life is in this place. Yeah. I believe that there's a God. I believe he's real. I believe the Bible is real. I don't know that why it's so important. Uh-huh. But what it does, you ask the question, yeah. why is the word so important? Yes, why is because it so important? Because you need instruction for your life. 
You want God to speak to you. And the greatest way that God speaks to you is through his word. Because you, you, you ask that question, and Paul asked that question, Lord, what do you want me to do? If you're going to discover what God is going to do in your life, you're going to, as you're reading the word, as you're being taught the word, he's going to start, you know, pricking things into your heart. Yeah. For myself, I would never think that I would do the things that I have done up to this point, but it was sitting in, in services or listening on the radio or being at home. And it was just like you said, uh, we were talking about your dad going to the high schools. It's this burden in yeah. your heart. Like it's overwhelming. It's like you have to do it. Mm-hmm. That's how you sense with your yeah. calling and everything you do. And the same is true for myself. And the mm-hmm. same is true for the listeners. It really begins brokenness. It says, Lord, what do you want me to do? It's prayer. It's making God's word um, but you're a, priori- really asking. a priority in, in yeah. your life. And then he starts opening yep. up doors. You th- mm-hmm. I would say this, and I know we're going to get in a lot of subjects. You only want to be what God's called you to be, not yep. what other people are yep. or what other people think you should be. You want to be sensitive to the Holy Spirit's leading. Yep. And that's where you find the peace. Yep. Yeah. That's where you find the yep. peace. So with that said, uh, why is the Bible important? You know, you've probably ever, you've already heard like what the Bible stands for. It says Bible, a basic instructions before leaving planet Earth, right? Yeah, or something like that. Yeah, something like that. Yeah, something like that. Before or before leaving Earth, mm-hmm. before leaving Earth, not planet Earth. Yeah, because <laughs> Bi- <laughs> they wouldn't spell Bible. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, so basically, um, also why it's important is when you read the Bible. Like for me, right now, where I'm at in my life, even more than ever, the Bible is coming alive than ever before. Mm-hmm. Like there's you read it and you see what's actually possible yeah. in your life because you're what you're reading the Gospels you're re, you're reading the Book of Acts obviously you're reading the whole Bible but you're seeing what the the Gospels and the Book of Acts is really what Jesus has shown he got these ordinary men like us mm-hmm. he poured into them he discipled them and then instructed them what to do and sent them out mm-hmm. so that's basically the same commission that Jesus has given us what you're seeing in the Book of Acts and the Gospels. You know, obviously, even the, the great rest, commission, the rest of the Bibles, but this is what God has commissioned us. Yeah. So, this you have access to do this stuff. Mm-hmm. He's called you to go cast demons out of people, to heal the sick, to uh, pray for people to be filled with the Holy Spirit, Acts mm-hmm. 1 8, um, to uh, pray for the, the blind, to pray for the you know, people with uh, disease, blood mm-hmm. disease, cancer, yeah. any of these things, to, to preach the gospel, signs and wonders followed. The other commission is um, um, uh, preach the gospel, baptize them in the name of the Father, Son, and the Holy Spirit, and teach them to obey my commandments. That's the discipleship. That's like the operation of the church. And then the great commission, the other great commission is preach the gospel, signs and wonders will follow. That's the commission for the people that are doing ministry out in the world, mm-hmm. you know, uh, leading people to the Lord. Preaching, teaching, and Yes. Healing. Yes. So with all that said, the the importance of the word of God is to actually see what's actually possible. Yeah. It's not just some religion of like you read it and you go, okay, you're supposed to read it. It's alive. You read it and then go out and live it. But right. just, see, that's the problem in the church today. People don't read their Bibles. Yeah. They don't study God's word. So what happens is they get saved and they're not going anywhere. Mm-hmm. Even here at the church, you know, you got all these people that maybe have conviction in their life. So I'm going to go to church. Mm-hmm. You know, they, I, I watch them. They don't even come with Bibles, you know. And at the same time, they need to go home, hear the message. Mm-hmm. They should always leave different from the church yeah. when they come to church because God spoke to them. If they leave without God speaking to them, they're going to go right back to whatever they're yeah. doing. So uh, here's this is my opinion. Yeah. The church is divided. You have you have the people that are coming 
that don't that don't read the Bible, mm-hmm. and then you actually it's, it's probably even three. You have the people that come that don't read the Bible, mm-hmm. the people you just talked about. Then you then you have the people that come and know the Bible, but they don't ever. They're in that first part of the Great Commission, mm-hmm. but they never step out in the second part in the Mark yeah. side. Preach the gospel, yeah. signs and wonders follow. Yeah. A lot of people get stuck in the first commission. Yeah. They they get saved, they get mm-hmm. baptized, yeah. they get discipled, but they don't ever do anything with yeah. it. Yeah. I can't tell you how many people I've talked to that they always get stuck in that first great commission, mm-hmm. but they never actually activate the second great commission. That's preach the gospel, signs and wonders follow. Mm-hmm. And honestly, dude, ever since I got saved, I went through the first great commission, but then I was found myself like, dude, I want to live what I'm reading. And then I got active in the second great commission. So you have this church that they never, they never get into the first great commission. So they never get activated in the second. Mm-hmm. And the whole package is the first and the second great commission. Yeah. That's where Christianity yeah. gets exciting. And you know, and the only way that happens, it starts with the pastor. Mm-hmm. And the pastor does have the passion yeah. you know, for the gospel. Mm-hmm. And then what happens, the congregation is going to sit there and they're either going to fulfill the great commission or they're going to die. Yeah. That's what's happening. Yep. Get busy living yeah. or get busy yeah. dying, right? Yeah. So I just got off the phone call with uh, Jesser. He's the youth pastor for Calvary Chapel Samila. Remember the, the church you went to in Mexico yeah. to speak at? Yeah. Uh, the guy that he's my, my um, he's uh, he's got, he's the whosoever's, yeah. he's the whosoever's Mexico that basically books all the yeah. schools. He's a translator as well. And then, so I just got a phone call with him today and he was saying that someone came, because we, we were on that trip in Mexico and, and. God activated Jester and started giving him words of knowledge and prophetic words for people. He just got the gift of, yeah. of, of that, those two gifts on the, on the trip. Mm-hmm. And, and he started praying for people and people were getting healed. Yeah. So God gave him the three, three new gifts to, to be activated in the Mark Great Commission. Mm-hmm. Preach the gospel, signs and wonders followed. Mm-hmm. So he went back to the church and shared everything at the services, what was going on in the church. And Jaime was crying. He's like, dude, we've been praying that, that for this revival to come back to Calvary Chapel. Mm-hmm the movement again that the signs and wonders would follow again right. you know preach the gospel signs and wonders followed right. so so what happened is someone came up to him a couple days ago and uh, he they were saying you know we see the fire in your eyes mm-hmm. but you know the fire it's it's going to it's going to dissolve and i said you mm-hmm. know what Jesser? i said that's a lie from the pit of hell you fire if you're if you're doing what the bible says if you're praying, like you were saying at the beginning of the show, yeah. you're reading the Word of God, getting the basic instructions like it talks about in Second Timothy, and seeing what's possible, then that's the first Great Commission. But then when you jump into the second Great Commission, you preach the gospel, and you're looking for the signs and wonders to follow as you step out by faith, by the prompting of the Holy Spirit, and by having the burden that God has put on you for that call, whatever that is, and you activate it. Then you're going to see that stuff happen, and that fire will never leave. Mm-hmm. I'm more fired up than I've ever been. Yeah. I don't ever have that lack of. You know what my problem is? That I my problem is that I can't be out more doing the Great Commission. You know that's why when I go to the store, when I go to you know uh, to the movies, when yeah, I go, I same thing, yeah. I'm always looking. Yeah. For opportunity, yeah. for yeah. opportunity, yeah. you know. Today we but walk, see the church doesn't do that. Today, here, here's, yeah. here's, a, here, yeah. here's, and it's it's right here in your. It, it you, people think, okay, I got it, and this is what I told Jesser really quick. Let me wrap it all up here because we're gonna go to break in a second. I said these people think these are people that go on missionary trips. Mm. Okay, I'm gonna do ministry. 
I have one week in December. We're going to go to Africa. And then they see all God show up in a powerful way. And then they come back and they have that fire in their eyes. And then it all dissolves. That's because they think in their mind that to do ministry or to be used by God, they have to go on a, a church trip. And God only operates there. You know, Uncle Ray told me the other day, oh, we because I told him we saw 195 people get healed out in, in Mexico. Said, oh, yeah, that's third world faith. So at his event, I went around and prayed for people. And we saw like 10 people get, you know, God work in their lives right there. It's not. That's the lie from the enemy. That God only works when you go out on missionary trips and then you lose the fire. No, God is always operating. We prayed for that dude today that had ringing in his ears from Vietnam. And he couldn't hear. We prayed. He got healed. He's in the other room right now bragging to the other guys that he got healed. God operates in the normal life. I just stepped out by faith because I felt God was prompting me that he wanted to do something in his life. We don't have to go to the mission field for that to happen. It happens right here in our everyday life. And it all goes back to, before we go to break, it all goes back to um, finding your call. Dad, you said pray. Pray is just speaking to God and saying, God, forgive me of my sins. I repent. What do you want to do in my life? Then you said, read the Bible, which is the DNA of Jesus Christ. You read it. It gives basic instruction. Like Paul or like uh, Sean starts talking about, he starts getting that burden. That burden is that God starts giving you this desire. And another word for burden would be a desire to, to uh, a call where he's going to place you to do ministry. It might be in your job. It might be an extra mm-hmm. event like Paul. Paul was a, a tent maker by day mm-hmm. and then he was a preacher by night. Then from there, then God will start prompting you to step out by faith. But, by, but, but the word of God, the importance of the word of God, which I want to talk about right now, is that you know my, my, my grandma used to sing this song, Bana. She says, um, come and join the army. Get your gospel gun. Shoot it at the devil if you want to see him run. <laughs> now, how are you going to have anything to speak to people about. Because if you're going to preach the gospel and you're going to lead people, Lord, you have to have your gospel gun. Well, if you, the Holy Spirit can only pull from what, pull from, what you know, pull from the magazine of your heart of what you have. Mm -hmm. Now, the scriptures are the bullets in a sense. Mm -hmm. So if you're reading the Bible, that's, you're loading your clip, your heart clip with the magazine with the bullets, scriptures. So when you're going out to preach the gospel, when you're going to go against the enemy, you have to have your gospel gun. So you can't pull from, from anything that you don't have. Yeah. So the Bible is the, it's the bullets. It's the gospel. It's the good news. And this is why we have to read the Bible. So when you go out to share with people, the Holy Spirit has something to pull from if you have your gospel gun out, in a sense. Right? Yeah, sure. And that is the importance of the Word of God so you need to read, you need to pray, and then God will prompt you and put those burdens and those desires in your heart for that next step in ministry. Now, does ministry always, do you feel like you've done different things? It doesn't just, God just doesn't give you the game plan right out of the gates, right? Never. Never. How does it start? I think um, – Like with I, serving, like did you get just in ministry or what were you doing right out of the gates? You know what? I, it started with um, I think the love for God, the reality that he changed my life, that the Bible was real, and then a desire for my friends and family that I grew up with. So the first truth. thing that you had to know, yeah. the Bible – you, you found out 
the Bible is real. Yeah. And that was the confidence going, okay, now I can actually step out by faith. Yeah. Because, because if you don't really believe in it, and you, you have don't know. to believe in it for yeah. myself yeah. because I grew up such a skeptic. I yeah. needed to believe it because I even, even at moments I got into like, you know, psychology yeah. and so, sociology studies and stuff like that. And you can break down a lot of stuff on behavioral issues that a lot of people get caught up with. But for me, it takes you to a plateau of emptiness. I was sitting in professors in colleges, and it's just like it doesn't move me to the end. I felt like there was more to life. Mm. But I know that people are very educated. There's a lot of educated people, especially now today. Nowadays, yes. Everything's at the fingertips of knowledge. So you have to be able to communicate clearly to somebody for what you believe, in, and you're going to be challenged. And my desire was... To really know this, not because, you know, people think I should get sober and, you know, start reading the Bible. No, it was this, what was taking place in my life was changing my life. And I want to be able to give better answers to people and be able to communicate because I know this truth would change your lives. I didn't know. I had no idea what I was going to do. I didn't have the whole game plan like you were just saying. Now, the other thing, too, is, you know, when you're talking to people, if they don't believe, yeah. if they're talking to you and they don't even believe yeah. what they say they believe yeah so you have to make sure that they can see that you actually believe what you're talking about for sure all right we're gonna be going to break in a minute so check this out go to the whosoever's app download it the whosoever's app has all of our past radio shows um you can watch you could get on our podcast we have product that supports the kill the noise tour we are touring the world bringing the good news the gospel message the mark 16 to the schools, praying for people, seeing God move in a powerful way. Many are giving their life to the Lord all around the world. You could donate if you want to support our uh, Kill the Noise tour. The funds go to us touring the world and bringing the gospel message. So get plugged in. Um, has Bible studies on there. It's the one-stop shop. We're going to be back in two minutes right after the break with my dad, Raul Reese, Calvary Chapel pastor of... Diamond Bar and uh, Sean McKeon, the slim guy in the studio. (laughs) The increasing amount of noise bombarding our students daily is destroying their minds and souls at an alarming rate. For this reason, the Whosoever's Kill the Noise Tour is a necessity. More live with Ryan Race coming up. Is everything all right? Sure. Call now, 1-888-564-6173. Or post your questions using the hashtag LiveRyanReese on his Instagram, Twitter, or Facebook. Uh, I think I speak for the entire administration when I say whoop de doo Now, back to Live with Ryan Reese. Don't say what I warn you. Loud noises! All right, we are back. With my dad, Raul Reese. Doctor, I'm not your dad. Dr. Raul Reese, doggone good dog food. Check out his do- doggone good dog food coming out by Dr. Reese. Um, are you, dad, are you my dad? Am I? Are you my dad? I'm your dad. I, are you sure? I, I got a chick. <laughs> I'm taking the DNA test. DNA test. Um, okay, so, right, oh, right, right before the break, we were talking about the call of God. What it looks like, um, you read the Bible, pray, and then God will prompt you. He'll give you those desires of where to go. Now, this last half, I want to talk about practical application, what it looks like. Because a lot of you listeners are not working in a church. Mm-hmm. So you're like, well, dude, what does it look like for me? Because I'm a skater. 
I'm yeah. a surfer. I'm an artist. I'm a tattoo artist. I'm a musician. I'm a doctor. I'm a lawyer. I'm I'm an old lady at yeah. home. I just talked to this old lady. She's like, can you believe I listen to your radio show <laughs> at John Randall's church this weekend? Yeah. I'm like, honestly, we have a 98-year-old woman named Ruth that listens to the radio show. Yeah. I go, because, you know, they're there home late at night. You know, they're older. Yeah. So they're like, we love listening to the radio, all the crazy stories. <laughs> <laughs> all right. So anyway, okay, Dad, what does it look like practical for a person that's not – Working in a church, um, what are some practical ways that you uh, will say, for better words, you know, let your light shine in the world um, when you're not um, doing ministry, being a pastor in a church? Well, I served with a bunch of guys that when I first went there, they wouldn't talk to me. Mm-hmm. So I made hot sauce to get to these guys. So that point on, 17 years now, when they have a situation, a problem, they pat a lot to me, and I get to share with them, pray with them. Okay, so here's life application. This is yes. perfect. Use salsa. Salsa. Salsa to do it. So If they want to buy my salsa, just contact me. <laughs> dog on good. <laughs> Rawls dog on good salsa. Also with the dog food. No. Um, so this is the deal, Dad. So you show up there and you know, you're know you not from the area where you surf, so you should paddle out and all the locals there are not talking to you, which is pretty normal in these, pretty situ- normal. In these situations. Territorial. So yeah, territorial. So what you do is uh, you go, how am I going to get to these dudes that just develop a friendship? Yeah. So you start making all this bomb salsa and you just start hooking them up. Yep. And when they eat it, everyone they- that eats it, you know, we make buckets <laughs> of that load gallons of yeah. salsa here at the church. And, uh, they 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 say thank they start saying thank oh, yeah. you for the salsa. Yeah. Now you just open the door, yeah. and now there's there's actually communication going on. And you know what I didn't tell but him you didn't, was a you pastor. Yeah, yeah, I didn't tell him was a pastor. Okay, that's or anything one. like that. So you didn't tell him a pastor. Nope. Also, also that's also good yeah. because that will shut the doors. Yeah. Yeah. Because they're gonna think about oh well, what pastors? Yeah. I could just shut the door immediately. So what are you doing? You're not even you're not even preaching them. You're just so, hanging out surfing with so them. So they're friends. They yeah. hear them on the radio. They say that you know they're all listening <laughs> on the radio. He's a pastor. So then they come and they ask me. Yeah. I said, yeah. I said I'm a pastor, but I, I don't push, you know, the gospel on people. And but they say, well, what do you do? So I said, well, Jesus, you know, I accept. I give my. You tell me your story. Short. Yeah. yeah, short. Yeah, you know. And then what happens over the time, like yeah. seventy years? Yeah. Now I became friends with them. They became my brothers. Yeah. You know? yeah. And so a lot of them are not saved. Yeah. But I don't really care. Yeah. Because they know who I am and what I do. Exactly. Okay. So short recap over that. You show up. You have no communication with this whole community no. of, of guys. Mm-mm. You make salsa. You. God just, says, God just says love people, right? <laughs> yeah. You just give you hook them all up yeah. salsa after surfing there for a long time. Mm-hmm. Then now they know your name, you introduce, and now what you're doing is you're just surfing. Yeah. You're hanging out, having a good time, just With surfing yes. waves, catching waves together. Yes. You're not Preaching you're not to trying them. to close no. deals with them. No. You're just loving on them, surfing, yeah. having a good time. Yeah. Then the word gets out when another guy hears your name on the radio, they yeah. tell him, Hey, that's Rory, he's yeah. a pastor. What? You never tell them you're a pastor. Then they come up and ask you. You still don't preach them to death. The you Holy just tell, Spirit, man. You just tell them. But listen yeah. to how simple this is. Life application. You just tell them your testimony, right? That's it. Revelations. That's it. You, you share your testimony I with bring them. bring my movie. Which the gospel's yeah. in there because you tell them how you got saved. Jesus died on the cross, forgave you ever since. So you share the gospel, but in story format. So you're not giving them a Bible study. Which Christians think you have to give them a Bible study. You tell them your story. Then you give them the movie. And, and you know what else? On Christmas, I give them a little present. You get, what'd you give them? 
money. <laughs> you gave him presents yeah. too? You awesome. Know, I gave him money because these guys, they don't have any money. Yeah. 50 bucks, you know, yeah. for each of these guys. And they always thank me for it. Just that. a Christmas present? A Christmas present, that's it. Exactly. Yeah. You, you, you bless them with yeah. something. Yeah. Okay, so now... That's now you created this whole environment. Some and now there has been fruit because yeah. some have accepted the Lord, but then even so, there's some that go through tough times. Yeah, and they paddle over to you in the water, and, they and tell you get me the problems. Pray, and you get you. Have you baptized any of them out there? Yeah, I baptized you one ba- guy. And my, I got off my board and, pap- and baptized him out there. <laughs> but this has all happened over years. Yes, it's, it's, seventeen it, it, years. It wasn't like you walked in and no. a revival broke out, no. right? Uh, yeah, over seventeen years yeah. of all these cool little yeah. stories. That is life application. Yeah. Now, one other thing. You've done kung fu. You're a kung fu. You're a martial artist. Yes. I know you don't want to toot your own horn, but aren't you in the Hall of Fame now? Yes. Okay, that's awesome. Twice. Twice. <laughs> Amazing. Okay, for martial arts. Now, yeah. how, do you, how do you use that platform? Well, you know, when I got saved, my instructor, Jimmy H. Wu, you know, he not only taught me, but I want him to get saved. So what I did, I didn't preach to him, but eventually he asked me, I talked to him, and one day we were at Carlos Jr. over on the freeway after five, and he called me you know, to have lunch with him, and so I began to share even more with him, so he accepts Christ after 50 years, and so he says, come to my house, I want to give you a sword, so I go over to his house, he gives me the sword, and then two weeks later, his wife finds him dead Wow. He died, you know, but he came to know he came Christ. To and I, then they asked me to do his funeral. So all these so martial yeah, all artists. the masters uh-huh. there. And another one, Bill Lasser just passed away, uh-huh. and they asked me to do his funeral. So I'm going to get to share with all these martial artists. And now you're impacting all of them. Totally. See that? Totally. And then I'm, I'm on the internet right now. I, I, I was at the... Instagram? Oh, yeah. He, yeah, he Instagram. I'm doing... If you want to see Kung Fu videos... <laughs> Go to every Instagram. week. I do like a little thing for the people, the girls. I say, yeah. "This is what you guys can do to your husband or to somebody that's trying to get you." So I give them a lesson. Well, my wife's the biggest fan. Yes, she she's, she's the biggest fan. She loves it. She's always showing me the videos. Well, she wants to take you down. That's why. <laughs> exactly. You should demonstrate and Ryan one of these days. Just, I should one of these. We get on. I don't care. You can dress up as a girl. The best one is to grab his hair, pull him down, throw, throw me around. <laughs> All right, I'll, I'll take you out. You're too old, old man. <laughs> <laughs> too old. Too old now, boy. <laughs> yeah, remember I threw you before. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I was young. I, was young. I know. <laughs> and on drugs, I was only I was only forty pounds, twenty one years old, at fifty pounds. <laughs> I just took him. No, you oh. threw me. Yeah, no, you were. Yeah, you were strong. Yeah, you were back then. Yeah. Yeah. But we'll see now. We'll, we'll see. How they- yeah, that's right. <laughs> we'll see. Right, just joking. Hey. Uh, all right, life application, yeah. uh, Sean. How, how does God use you when you're not here? You know, I think that, you know, coming here in the ministry has been amazing. Had a lot of opportunities. Before I came to the Lord, I was working in construction scene. So my main thing was just being on point there. God opened up a lot of doors and opportunities to, throughout the way. Because in that scene, you got a lot of guys are doing drugs, yeah. pornography, mm-hmm. uh, whatnot. As years have gone by and now having a family, having children, sometimes things happen in your life that kind of, rekindles a flame of something that you like earlier in your years that was for me athletics for him kung fu has always been his passion in his story i've heard him say like like he thought that god was going to take away his kung fu you know as he was going to be a called called pastor but he actually gave it back and be Mm -hmm. used for god's glory which is pretty sick but for me it's like my kid just started playing little league when he was like four years old and i just thought it's cool you watching them and then they asked if i could come help and then helped a little bit and then before you know it, it's been six years, multiple, they've played, I've helped coach and manage multiple of their teams, and what's happened in that league, which is a big league, there's like 1,500 kids in that league, mm-hmm. magnify that from all the parents, 
and just being in the community not that far away from here, um, people have heard that I was a pastor. Same thing. I'm not saying, oh, I'm Pastor Sean. No, no, you didn't, wait, wait. So you didn't have a, your jersey to say Pastor uh, Sean on the back? No, I had no uh, name tag. <laughs> no, no. <laughs> And you know, you know, they know I'm. I, I, you know, I have a good time with the kids. I'm competitive. You know, I might not be cursing everything. I might be like kicking. You want to though? You want to? <laughs> <laughs> you want to do that? Yeah. But I will say this: especially over, if you're losing, over, you're right, right when you're losing, they look over at you and you're like, "Blessed be the name of the Lord." <laughs> but no, for for real. Over the years of those six years, I have done funerals for families yeah. that have lost a loved one during the season. I have been in hospital calls for them. I've been able to, to meet these kids because these are young kids from the age of my, my son is yeah. 10 years old. So I've gone through that whole age bracket, watching this world change, the culture change, things that they're being exposed to, uh, kids that you know aren't growing up in the church. Some know the Lord, some don't. Um, what's been amazing with this show, with being a, a pastor here, people do recognize you. Mm-hmm. So I've had people on other teams be like, oh, I... He's a pastor, or he's mm-hmm. from Ralph's Church, or I've, I've seen yeah. him on the radio, or yeah. I've heard yeah. him on, yeah. on this thing. And I've had multiple people come up to me over yeah. the time. That's been so cool, yeah. so encouraging. And for them, they see me like just being a dad, mm-hmm. just yeah. being a coach. Yeah. And like it, it shows them that, like, you know, you're real. Because sometimes people have this misconception yeah. that, you know, a pastor does this and that's all he does. No, he, he's, he's a husband, you know, he, he's a father. You know, you're involved in, in your children, and you have your own personal call. There's oh. things that you can just connect with people, and it's been amazing. A lot of the coaches that I that I hang and I, and I love, you know, the the relationships I've built with these guys. A lot of them are partiers or drinkers, like the, the parents and yeah. everything, but I got this connection. And that's one, okay, one exactly. One of the ones, too, was like this dude was like a, a gnarly guy that was into to motocross and stuff like that. And for whatever reason, a couple of years ago, I, maybe there's a, a picture or whatever that came through with us with Ronnie Feist. He knew, he started tracking, and then he was like, you guys know Ronnie Feist? Yeah. I'm like, yeah, he's part of the whole thing. And it was like, moments like that have really impacted a lot of people. Hey, if you want to uh, you know, be an example or, or let your light shine for Jesus or live the Great Commission, you've got to be with sinners. Yeah. And this is all through the gospel. Jesus would be in the temple's teaching. Mm-hmm. Then he would be out. He spent most of his time in the streets. And then even most of his time here on earth, or like his when he did his ministry time, the three years, he spent most of his time in the Sea of the Gal- uh, the Galilee of the Gentiles, which is the Sea of Galilee. That's where they, there wasn't many believers. This is where like the, the non-believers uh, were there. The religious That's why people I go to the gym. The religious <laughs> yeah. people didn't even like to go yeah, there. Yeah, you know yeah. what yeah. I mean? So here's Jesus, and the, the religious leaders would look at him and say, you know, why is he letting that girl touch his feet? You know, that hooker. Yeah. Or why is uh, why is he eating with such scum? And it says in Mark or Matthew or one of those, it says that uh, there was many people like this amongst Jesus' followers. Mm-hmm. He was always with these people. You have to, uh, you have to, you have to be out there. And, and, you know, again, we've talked about this on shows too, that you don't want to go – you don't want to put yourself in a situation unless you're ready to be in environments because if you have an alcohol problem and you know and you're out and people are drinking yeah. and you're being tempted don't we're not saying put yourself in that situation um, you got to that's why you have to make sure that call God's not going to call you to something that you're going to that you're going to get taken out in yeah. you know that you're going to fall fall out you know you know if you have like a porn problem and God's yeah. not going to put you in the uh, the, the strip club ministry right. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. you yeah. know what yeah. I mean so you have to know your call mm-hmm. 
mm-hmm. number one. And that's where you find the peace is when you're in that call. And Ryan, look look at the Mormons and Jehovah Witnesses, you know. They're going out and sharing their faith. Oh, they're killing in the, it. In the yeah. church, yeah. I mean, sitting back and people are going to hell. And we have the truth. Uh-huh. We have the real truth. And we need to share that truth with every person as we pray. He brings us to us, not force ourselves yeah. on them, but allow the Holy Spirit to speak and watch your life change. Do you know who the best evangelists on the earth are right now? They're the gay community. Mm-hmm. LGBTQ mm-hmm. and plus. Mm-hmm. Think about how outspoken they yeah. are mm-hmm. for their cause. I mean, they even have, you know, I've mentioned this a hundred times on their show, but my straight friends are more excited about Gay Pride Month than my gay friends. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah. That's how good of, uh, how, how outspoken they are in the community and, and everywhere mm-hmm. in the schools. Do when you go into schools, they have the, the rainbow flags up mm-hmm. in all the schools and the public schools. Yep. It's everywhere because they are out living their great commission uh, for their for their movement. And in the same way, we need to uh, we need to do that. Yeah, we you need know? to pray. They go into the back. You got to pray. You got to know the word because it's not enough to just say God's changed my life. You know, because a lot of people say that God God changed my life and I'm a Buddhist yeah. or I'm a Jehovah Witness or I'm a Mormon. You have to be able to communicate to yeah. people. Like, that could be fine in a little surface conversation, mm-hmm. but you also have to be able to just know why this is legit. Yeah, This is what changes everything. The Bible changes everything because everything is connected of knowing the Christian faith. And to me, it helps you have a world of view of the world because a lot of people will say, oh, don't all roads lead to heaven and all that kind of stuff. They, they don't. Yeah. There's one true and living God, and you discover him through God's word. It, it, Ryan, you said something real important because remember President Obama for the first time in history, he actually put the 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 gay yeah. flag over the White House. Yeah, they made it. You know, yeah, yeah, remember? Mm-hmm. And I mean, that was like a support yeah. you know, for them. And now God yeah. has given us his word. We as believers, mm-hmm. you know, have to pray when someone comes that's gay, we need to give them the gospel, not to hate them. Mm-hmm. Not to put them down, yeah. but allow the Holy Spirit to yeah. speak to them, yeah. and it's awesome to have God. Well, you know, honestly, I've, I've, I've um, in the past month, I've come with, uh, I've come into encounters with several uh, guys that are uh, lesbians and homosexuals, yeah. and and I've I've let I've led several, probably like ten to the Lord in the last couple months. Yeah. See, this is the thing with the, the, that community. As I'm, I work in that community as well, and they think that they think that Christians hate them. And that God doesn't love them right. because of the job that the church has done to come against and hate them. Sin is sin. If you're a white liar, if you're cheating on your wife, yeah. if you're watching porn. Sin is sin. Sin is sin. Yeah. And, but, they, but this is what the gay community thinks mm. is they think that they, God doesn't love them. They think that Christians don't love them. Yeah. So if you could just actually get in front of them. And when you talk to a lot of that, uh, that LGBTQ plus community, they're really broken. You know, A lot of them have been molested. A lot of them are on drugs. A lot of them had... Uh, come from broken relationships. Their father's not around. Yeah. I mean, I you hear that it's like the same stories over and yeah. over. Yeah. It's really like they're really like they're hurt and broken, and they they really need love. You can't look at them like oh they're sleeping with men. Oh ooh, like yeah that's 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 weird to a straight man, you know, yeah. or a straight woman. Yeah, you know that's that's it's different than what the way we the way we look at sexuality. But the reality is when you actually go, because it's all about a heart issue, when you go in and you get to know that person and you talk to them, actually have a conversation yeah. and become friends with them, when you hear where they're coming from, your heart's going to break. Yeah. You know, and you they've can't, been deceived. You can't, you can't yeah. yeah. Well, yeah, because the enemy comes in mm-hmm. 
and uses brokenness yeah. to come in with deception to manipulate the mind and all that stuff. Mm-hmm. Just like someone that's well, look at someone that's deceived. That's that. Look at someone that's married with kids, and now they're activated in pornography. Yeah. They've been deceived. Mm-hmm. Yeah. They're cheating on their wife. They're they're hooking up with another girl or another guy. They've been deceived. It's the same devil bringing the same. It's deception. deception. Yeah. It's not like whoa the human the the gay community. Oh, they've been deceived more than everyone else. No. They've been deceived just like the guy that's out cheating on his wife. Yeah. Why would I go cheat on my wife when I have my wife and my kids and I have this 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 setup? The enemy has deceived me thinking that it's better over here and that for whatever reason that this is right for me to go do that. Yeah. It's the, it's yeah. sin is sin. It's the same. Sin is sin, yeah. And, and that's why you have to be so sensitive to the Holy Spirit, yeah. you yeah. know? And when you do ministry, from the beginning, from yeah. what we started in the beginning, yeah. brokenness, prayer, the Word. And you need that continually for the rest of your life because yeah. trials are going to come, testing is going to come, mm-hmm. warfare is going to temptations like that are going to come when God starts using your life. And for the people that are out there, like they see this world like having so many things taking place in it, this is where we have to stand in the gap. Mm-hmm. You know, yes, the pastors, yes, the leaders, yes, the evangelists. But as we were saying, Ryan, earlier, like the people that are in the workplace, the moms at home, like the construction Everybody. worker, the, 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 the attorney, the, the businessman in the bank, whatever it may be, be what God's called you to be. If God calls you to a different facet of ministry in the future, so be it. If he has called you to be a business owner with integrity and that. you are, you know, um, over a bunch of employees, that's amazing. Think about how many people that have left marks that have run restaurants and they just they've been known as people of great character and being able to do great things. That's what you want to be, what God's called you to be. So with everything we were talking about, what is our mission? When we follow Christ, it's to reach people for Christ. And what does Jesus say in John 3? I'm just going to read it. For this is how God loved the world, that he gave his one and only begotten Son, that whosoever believeth in him will not perish, but have everlasting life. When you look up whosoever, it's everybody. It's everyone's inclusive. Then it goes on to say, God sent his Son into the world, not to judge the world, but to save the world through him. There is no judgment against anyone who believes in him, who believes that Jesus Christ is the Son of God and died on the cross and raised from the dead. But anyone who does not believe in him has already been judged for not believing in his one and only Son. So you're judged for not believing. So it's the belief system is the only thing that keeps you separated from God, Mm -hmm. believing that he is the Son of God. Then it goes on to say this in the end. And the judgment is based on this fact. God's light came into the world, but people love the darkness more than the light. For their actions were evil. All who do evil hate the light and refuse to go near it, for its fears of its sins will be exposed. So what is it? It's people, the, only, the whole thing is people's actions are evil. They're scared mm-hmm. to come to the light. They want to stay doing evil good. So yep. this is why we have to repent of our sins, ask for forgiveness, mm-hmm. and come into the light. And then it goes on to this, but say this, but those who do what is right come to the light so others can see they are doing what God wants. <laughs> so our mission is the Great Commission to bring people to Jesus Christ. you got to hang out with dirty sinners because we were all dirty sinners at one point. And we are still sinners saved by grace. Mm-hmm. We just God's done that cleanup process. But people's actions are evil. And they're they're wicked, and that's why Jesus calls to go to them, mm-hmm. so that they could come into the heart is deceitful. Yeah, so they have to come yeah. to the light. That's that's the whole thing. You got to get your hands dirty. Yeah. 
And it's on them to make the choice. Yeah. When God's prompting by your Holy Spirit. Then that's what you just read right yeah. there, right? It yeah. says like some of them want to stay in the darkness, stay in yeah. sin. Like you can't change a person's so life. So don't be offended. Yeah, you don't, don't yeah. change people. You can't change people's lives. Only the Holy Spirit can. Yeah. But when you're being led by the Spirit of yeah. God, like you share God's love with somebody. If they, they receive it, amazing, a life has changed. Mm. If they don't want to receive it, that's on them. God is long-suffering and patient with each one of us. Sometimes you're just throwing seed. Who knows, maybe five, ten years, maybe in a hospital bed. Yeah. That person's going to be like, man, I remember my brother, my, my sister, my friend, my coworker said something to me. Now I need what they have. And, and here Jesus tells us between the different of the two. There's going to be some that are going to believe and be saved, and there's some that are going to stay stuck in their actions. So it's all right to fail, to go out and minister to people. If you don't see the – we want the Christians, we all are guilty of it. I am guilty that we want to see the instant like, oh, they gave their life to God right there. Then we want to be able to close that deal. But but honestly, we have to know that like all things work together for good according to God's purpose. Mm -hmm. He's working on his eternal plan and purpose, and some are going to catch it. Some are going to get hooked by the hook, the fishing, and some are not. You're going to get catch and release. And you yeah. know what, Ryan? When I got saved, I had a piece of paper that I put out every one of my friends. And the day that I started praying for them, mm-hmm. and the day they got saved, and man, I was blown away how the Holy Spirit, yeah. you know, because they heard of my testimony, because I, you know, they knew who I was. Yeah. And little by little, every one of them came, and they're here for the last, what, 40 years yeah. that I've been in Christ. So might write, a, write it down yeah. and uh, just start praying for them. Yeah. Weekly and God will, Weekly. God will do it daily or however you end up doing it. Just how we pray for you. <laughs> you did pray. You did pray. Yeah, I was thinking about that the other day. Like those prayers. Yeah, they there is They're for real. I could have been yeah. dead. I should have been dead a hundred times. Yeah. The only thing we, the only way you can explain me not dying is the prayer. Mm-hmm. Oh, for That's sure. the only thing. Your grandma, your grandma. I wonder what that looked like spiritually around me mm-hmm. when I wasn't walking with God. You have all this dark. It's almost like I felt like the darkness couldn't get in, mm-hmm. but it, it was like trying to creep in. It was all yeah. around me, but there was just that protection. The power, power of prayer. I remember, I know we only got a couple minutes, but I remember the same thing. Like I actually had to move my mom's car this one time after I came to the Lord for a couple of years and a book fell out and it was actually a journal. And I just so randomly like opened it up and I see these dates, and it was like the early 2000s, and she, she writes about me. She's just like, I'm praying. I saw Ryan like in uh, Air Force, and yeah. Sean looks so bad. He came over today. His, he's just real skinny. He has, he's addicted to drugs. Lord, we just touched his life. And I saw this a couple years after I Dang. came to the Lord. But I just knew I always had a praying yeah. mom. And then other people that knew the Lord were praying for us. Yeah. There's no doubt. There's a warfare going on yeah. then for our lives. And for the people around today, a lot of demonic warfare and that can only Until be Jesus overcome comes by, again. by the power of prayer. Yeah. Wow. Heaviness. Okay. So we're going to end this show, but I do want to plug all you guys into the movement. Download the app, the Whosoever's on the App Store. It's free. It has all the past radio shows from like, I don't even, I think I always mess it up. four years. Is it four years? Yeah. Four years now. That is nuts. Yeah, I think it's going on four years in February. And I'm going to give a shout out. We are actually on, uh, we just got picked up in South Carolina in Lexington on the radio station there. We are now on 110 radio stations. We started with one mm-hmm. and God has just done it. So we thank all the stations for um, getting behind us and, and uh, picking us up to get the, the good news out. The apps there with all the past radio shows. It's a video. It's a video webcast. You can watch it and uh, you can listen to it. We're on all the social platforms as well. We are touring the public school system. Um, go to the whosoever's.com, book it. We're going to 
We're going back to Australia. We're going back to Mexico. Chile's in the works, I think. Uh, Ecuador. Uh, I heard Venezuela, too, but are we allowed to go there? Heard some word about that. America, Canada, Europe. We will come and bring the gospel to your school. Book us at thewhosoevers.com, and uh, we will come and bring the gospel. You can buy our products. We make all these fresh products. Yep, legit. You got a little throwback over here, but um, it supports our Whosoever's um, Kill the Noise Tour. And when people see this stuff, they, they ask, what is the Whosoever's? Guarantee you can start telling them about John three sixteen right out of the gates, and you can share the gospel. And uh, is there anything else that we got going on? Donations. If you want to donate, we're on all the social platforms. You can contact us at whosoevers.com. Sean McKeon's on there. I'm on there. My dad's on there. Come see his Kung Fu videos. <laughs> and uh, we will be talking to you guys, I believe, uh, next week. Peace. We love you guys. Thank you, Dad, for being on the show. Thank you. McKeon, awesome. let's go get some tacos. Because oh, I know you hungry. <laughs> This has been Live with Ryan Reese. To connect or find out more about Ryan, click on ryan-reese.com. Check us out next Saturday at 9 p.m. for Live with Ryan Reese. In a recent survey, parents reported that 52% of homeschooled children need learning accommodations. These parents need practical advice, encouragement, and hope to fuel their homeschooling efforts. The Empowering Homeschool Conversations podcast is where parents gain wisdom on how to teach unique learners successfully at home, like Laura, who recently told us, I needed this episode. I don't need a fancy curriculum or need to be a special ed teacher to teach my son. You have given me hope. To listen now, go to Life Audio or search Empowering Homeschool Conversations on your favorite podcast app.